they? Elliott, off to the races. Can they catch him? No, they can't. Touchdown. Samuel cuts it back. Ohio State wins. Haskins spreading out, sets up deep. Over the middle. Touchdown, Buckeyes. Fields has time. Watches downfield. It's Olave. He's got a touchdown. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the QB Draw. I am your host, John, joined as always by my co-host, Ez. Uh, we are here today to recap a 56-14 to blowout the Ohio State Buckeyes had against Indiana in some inclement weather uh, for those who are, are, are weather watchers of Ohio State football. Um, but, you know, large and all, all in all, pretty classic Ohio State performance, um, you know, let, let up a touchdown in the first quarter uh, and then, you know, pretty much held them up scoreless until the fourth. Um, but yeah, pretty, pretty solid performance. Uh, a couple more weeks left until the big game, but uh, you know, we're, we're, we're just killing time until then. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, I'm going to be honest. I don't have much to say about Maryland. They, uh, they stink. Their passing offense is disappointed. Um they got bludgeoned by Penn State, I think, on Saturday. Um, Again, a, a horrible job of scheduling. Like they they got they go Penn State right to Ohio State. Um, that that's a tough tough draw. Just like Indiana went from Michigan to Ohio State. <laughs> just just not not great stuff. Yeah, I I don't really have much to say on Maryland either. Like, uh, they lost thirty to nothing to a a pretty decent Penn state team, like zero points in a college football game is borderline impressive to do. Um, and they, they somehow managed to. So, yeah. But what about, uh, what about Indiana? What were your thoughts on the Indiana game? Um, I thought it's, it's ever since they got back from the bye week, I think it's the best game they've played um, at like by far. Um, even like, obviously, you know, Penn state is a tougher opponent um than indiana is but at the same time like i don't i think they personally played better than they did against penn state um even though they beat penn state by two scores in happy valley which you know i and they obviously played better than they did against northwestern and even the iowa game was just that was a strange game with all the you know short yardage stuff and I would just being like the most incompetent offense you've ever seen in your entire life. I don't really know how to judge that game, but that wasn't a, Iowa wasn't particularly smooth either. So I I'd say they're looking back uh, like they're, they're playing well again. Um, I, I said this on Twitter after the game, really my only concern is injuries. Like the team's performance itself in the home stretch. I'm feeling very confident with how they're, how they're playing. Um, I'm worried about the running back room. You know, I don't think, Trey is going to be 100%, even if he does play against Michigan, which I expect he will. Um, Mayan, who knows at this point? Um, I, Ryan Day seemed somewhat optimistic after the game. Um, Mayan Williams tweeted, all good or something to that effect, but all good relative to what? Like, my ankle's not broken. I mean, if it's a grade two sprain, that still doesn't, that means, that doesn't mean he still probably won't be able to play in the game if it's anything above a grade one. Um, yeah. Dallin Hayden. I, I liked what I've seen from uh, Dallin Hayden. Um, Xavier Johnson. I, I'm a, 
officially going to be the Xavier Johnson guy um, at running back. I think he's versatile. Um, you know, he maybe I'm a slave to the moment, but I really think him catching passes out of the backfields is an interesting wrinkle. And if he has the sort of ability to also take some carries and really the one wild card for me with that, because he's a wide receiver by trade um, is pass protection. And, and that goes for any, anyone who they might try to stick back there in the coming weeks, who doesn't have a lot of experience at running back, you know, chip train obviously was a running back at ASU, but again, don't really know about his pass blocking. I, I, I mentioned like putting Caleb Brown back there because he, he was sort of that versatile type of player in high school. I don't like, think that's going to happen, you know, but. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm wondering if at that point, like you got to dip into the bag a little bit and like maybe Mitch Rossi has to pass block or something like that, or you take, uh, you know, uh, take somebody from the tight end room and, and have them line up. Mitch there. Rossi as a single setback. is just a very strange formation that they, Oh, been that's running. yeah. You, there's no chance of him getting the ball. And that's the thing. It's like with Dallin Hayden, like, I like Dallin a lot. I think his game's going to progress really well. I I don't think he is a RB1 at the moment. And I think there is a concern if it's Dallin Hayden, Xavier Johnson, and like Chip, Chip, like as your back, your running Chip back. Chip did show some pop at ASU. Like I, I am intrigued by what he could. I, I guess I would have loved to have seen him this weekend, right? Like this was. Well, the- it's good that they have the Maryland game. Yes. Yeah. So we'll, we'll get a chance to kind of see him. Uh, hopefully Mayan or Trey is available for, uh, for the Michigan game. Um, just because I think that if they aren't like you're really limited in terms of your running back abilities. And again, like this is not an offense that's historically been built for a Dallin Hayden type back. And maybe there's a benefit to that, right? Like, uh, you don't have a ton of tape on him. Um, he's obviously, I mean, he had over a hundred yards this weekend. Um, you know, and then you got like, again, like if you can just mix up the, the number of carries, spread them out pretty evenly. Um, even shit, like Marv got a carry in this game. And I don't know if that's necessarily something that we should lean on moving forward, but like, I don't hate, you know, uh, mixing in a carry for Igbuka or Marv here or there um, in, in a design run play. And then obviously CJ um, probably going to have to run uh, the ball more. He's some, he's, he's somehow now too enthusiastic about running. Like that, I don't, I don't that first know. Drive when he got hit, I was like, man, can you just not like, honestly, it's not even injury thing for me. It's just that he's not that good at it. Like it, no. it needs to be used as a, like he's not Dwayne Haskins level of, Oh my God, what? Like he, he needs to not ever do this. Um, But he, he's not, he's not a very instinctual runner and he's not no. the most athletic. Um, but I like, it needs to, it needs to be in the bag as a change up for when they're like giving you 30 yards of green grass, which he didn't used to take. It does not need to be a primary secondary or even tertiary option for most, yeah, uh, most it plays. Be like if Cade Stover is covered as your like fourth or fifth option, and then you take off or like a short, short running situation where you only need two yards or one yard, like just to make that defensive end on the weak side, like pause a little bit. Like, I think those are the situations where he should run. I don't think he should be, uh, you know, we should be adding it to his bag per se. 
um, at the moment. His, his bag not very deep in the running game. Um, it needs to be like his like fifth pitch, you know? Like yeah, yes, yeah. It's like he <laughs> guy in the off season, like a, a knuckle curve or something. Yeah, like I'm gonna add the fork ball, but you don't yeah. really lean on the fork ball. It's no. just it's there for for that rare situation when you need it. <laughs> Do you want to talk about the Marvin Harrison Jr. catch? Dude, I'm surprised. How did his How did his knee not like so snap? I, was, I don't. I, I have to admit, I was listening to this on the radio mm-hmm. at at the time that it happened, and the of course, you know, there's a raucous cl- crowd. You know, they're like, "Oh, it looks like he caught the ball." Um, thought nothing of it. You know, then there's just this roar. Like a minute later, after they had run the an NX play, and the radio guys are like, "Oh, they must have shown a replay that showed like he didn't catch it." And I was, th- I, I like literally did not think about it again until like after the game when I saw people talking about it and then I see the footage in the image of like the man's toe like levitating while he is somehow like landed on <laughs> it just it the freak of nature shit like and, his like, uh, he was basically sitting down I don't I don't really get what like how his knee held up like it was insane he had yeah, all that weight things were just becoming normal too with him where it's like oh yeah, I guess he can just do that now. Like, you know, some of his one-on-one catches that he's made or like, you know, things across the back of the end zone and stuff like that. You're like, how in the world can somebody do this? And it's just, I guess it's just fucking Marv, man. Yeah. Uh, Marv is, Marv is himself. Oh, I wanted to talk about another stat that I saw come up. Uh, Cade Stover, and I'll vamp for a little bit while I am looking this up, but I heard on the radio that Kate Stover, is... I, sorry, but Kate Stover, hit, like the past few games, has either looked really good or like the most dog shit player you've ever seen in your entire life. Like, I don't like he fluctuates in game between like, oh, my God, this guy looks like a brick, like just like he can't move. He can't catch. He can't run a route. And then, he'll, you know, he made a great catch on a great ball by Stroud, I I think maybe in the second half. And, you know, um, I don't know. He's a strange player. Um, hopefully we get the good Cade for the Michigan game. Yeah. So, but what I was going to say was he is closing in on, we haven't had 30 receptions by a tight end since like the 1980s. Who and, was it? I, I don't uh, even, I, I don't oh, even, sorry. It was Ricky Dudley in 1995 was the last one that had 30 <laughs> receptions and he had 37 um but yeah so he has 29 Cade has 29 receptions and just like it's so funny to think like again I know we've said it a bunch of times but the amount of tight ends that were in the program that like were legit good tight ends that we just never used and then all of a sudden we're like yeah screw it like Cade Stover is yeah he was a lot he came in as a defensive end yeah yeah um thought all overall again like pretty solid day for the defense I thought like Really, really solid day for Lathan Ransom. He had uh, he had a sack and a half. I think he should have gotten two. Yeah, how about poor Josh Proctor being playing with the mop up crew? That was yeah. That's at, that's at that point, just don't put the guy. Like, come on, he's like a yeah. fifth year senior. Like, I come on, man, man, you don't him, subject you know, him. Put him out in sweats or something. Yeah, uh, Jack Sawyer uh, sack and showing some life. Yeah, showing yeah. some life. Beautiful. Um, we love to see it. Uh, you know, another another. Uh, Day for Steel Chambers had five tackles, five assists. Looked really good. 
Yeah, Steel Steel is really starting to kind of uh come into his own again. It's like this linebacking core is just night and day from where they were a year ago. Um, you know, I, I don't know what what uh Steel Chambers is is how much eligibility does he have left? That's a good question. What was he class of 2019? I think I eligibility just isn't real anymore. Like we got seventh yeah. year seniors running around. Like I, I don't know ever since COVID He's got three years of eligibility. I think the NCAA just decided that like you can stay as long as you want. Cause if you're staying that long, you're not good enough to go to the league. Yeah. So if you want to, you know, if you want to hang around, uh, go for it. Well, I'm assuming he comes back next year, right? Like, I think I don't know if he has enough tape. I on would him. think so. I, I think, think Eichenberg's so. for sure gone, but like, I think when another year of Steel Chambers mix in CJ Hicks, and uh, you know, I, I guess that this is the point in the season where I'm like, I'm almost itching to like see uh, the next class kind of like pop up a little bit, right? Like, I want to see a little bit more Sonny. I want to see a little bit more, uh, you know, more CJ Hicks. Um, Cade, Caden Curry would love to see a little bit more of him. Like, it's just, you know, it, it's not like we're forcing these guys out, but man, like, I just want to see what, what we have in, in the next, uh, the next class of players. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, Definitely. I mean, I think especially with the, the, uh, with the receivers right like I, I i need to well of course we're gonna have another year of marv and emeka but like i uh man fleming fleming's getting to the point where he's almost tough to watch sometimes he uh, he had some nice plays later but there were a couple there were a couple bozo moments uh for julian fleming um he's not played as well recently as he was earlier in the year but uh, if he can get back, back back on track against Maryland this week, I'd feel I'd feel fine about him. Um, although I wouldn't mind, mind to see more Ballard because I think he's sort yeah. of a Jaden Ballard is a guy we need to see a bit more of. I think he's a more versatile guy. Like, um, and then obviously, obviously we... that changes if J- Jackson Smith and Jigba's back because that sort of pushes yeah. everyone back a slot. Everyone back into yeah. So I'm I'm curious to see if when you can it's... have Emeka and Marvin on the outside and Jackson Smith and Jigba in the slot. No one can like with Stover, Stover at tight end and especially literally and is like eighty five percent of what he was last year, right? Like, yeah, like I'm not expecting Rose Bowl performance at any point this year, but like if he can come back and I don't know, catch like four balls, like it makes, makes life a lot easier. And then obviously we didn't talk about it yet, but Cam Bab, man. Um, yeah. It, I, and it wasn't, you know, other people have said this, but it wasn't a gimme. Like it was a, no, like, he was, was like a, a legit good play. receiver. Yeah. Um, it's another one where I was listening to it on the radio and they said, Oh, Bab makes the cut for the touchdown. And I'm, I'm assuming like listening to it, you're like, Oh, like it was a classic like misdirection, and he's the only guy, and he's wide, wide open in the end zone. But no, he was he really made that play, and again, like it just shows you the top end like of what this guy could have been. And like again, it's great to see these moments. I mean, there were people texting me when he was warming up, and like you get this like knot in your stomach when you're like, oh man, Cam Babs suited up today, like is he going to make it through the game? And, you know, sure enough, he did. And, you know, it was really cool to see everybody, 
on that team and everybody around like understood the the uh the breadth of that moment and what it meant to him and i thought that was really cool absolutely awesome moment i i don't really have uh i don't know if i can uh summarize it any better than just watching it would um it's it was a really special moment for cam bab who i think i think it's like four acl tears and a broken leg which is just ridiculous like that is like unbelievable perseverance so is he coming back next year i mean he's for sure got eligibility but like i think if i'm ryan day i'm like hey man just come be our graduate assistant or something like that yeah i mean unless he might he you know maybe he still wants to give it like play out the rope you know i don't know i think it would be cool i mean like it, like that, that receiver he, room is Going it's to gonna be, be tough to find reps. Um, it's gonna be virtually unchanged, right? Next year, like who do we? Xavier Johnson is probably the only. Uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba will probably be. It's it's kind. Of, I don't. It's kind of tough to say with him at this point because, like, man, I don't know. Like, like think about I, that though. Like, if JSN comes back, I know it's like it's a big if, but like the transition to. Kyle McCord, Devin Brown, whoever quarterback next year is. Yeah. Uh, having that room, like, to help. Daquan Finn. It, it's, uh, it's. Drake May. I'd say it's better than the situation CJ Stroud walked into. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. If they can ever put the Marv, Emeka, Jackson Smith, and Jigba trio on the, on the field together at the same time. I mean, that's, that's like, there's no stopping that at, like ever. Uh, yeah. Like, yeah, you would win, you know, 10 games. Um, yeah, just, again, like, I'm, I'm curious to see when the draft... It, it's kind of odd with him because his NFL draft stock was never really based on physical tools. And if they don't really have tape for... The, like, I don't I don't know. I don't think he's going to fall. And I wouldn't bank on him coming back. If, if you had... If I had to call it, I'd say he'd leave. But... I, I think he might get like a late first, early second type of feedback. And if he gets that, then I could see him coming back basically to do the Chris Olave thing. Um, yeah. You know, and really it's just because he doesn't have any film this year. And that, yeah, that to me is concerning. I think, especially if you're like, oh man, though, you know, I hate to be the guy, but shit, man, like, you want to come like you, you want to go compete in a wide receiver class against Jordan Addison or do you want to compete in a wide receiver class against Marvin Harrison Jr right like yeah. those those are the things where it gets it's gets tough and um i was talking with with friend of the program Wyatt today about like Anthony Richardson and it's like how, how do you like do you how much more tape do you need from a guy like JSN um and like it just really comes down to like what NFL teams think they can make out of him. And like where you say, like not a lot of it was physical stuff. Like the, the draw to him wasn't a lot of physicality. It was just like, he's just a ball player and he, you know, has freakish ability. Um, you know, maybe then you, you, you look at that and you're like, ah, you know, one more year of college, one more year of him torching fucking Indiana defense, like isn't really going to make or break, you know, but yeah all interesting stuff at this point in the year um 
you know, as, as these draft big boards start to creep up, um, it's just a matter of uh, where and when Will Levis, who, who gets the one pick and can, can draft Will Levis, you know? Uh, oh yeah. Great, great prospect. Um, I, I'm, I'm convinced nobody's actually watched Kentucky football. Like I, I can't, dude, they're so bad. I can't believe Mel Kuyper like continuously like moves Will Levis. Yeah, it's always up a spot. It was like five, then it was four, then it's three. He's just sneaking him up there. Any guy who 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 can throw for 109 yards against fucking Vanderbilt, dude, it was like five yards per attempt against Vanderbilt. Yep, yep, four point seven. Oh my god, three times. Um, and again, like you, you start to look at some of these numbers, and you're like, what, what are we like? Where are where are the top end talent? Like, what are we seeing here? Right? Like his marquee games this year have been against um Youngstown State, Northern Illinois. I guess he played decent against Mississippi State, but like under a hundred against Tennessee, which again is not a great defense. Uh 109 against Vanderbilt, which is a bad defense. Like, man. Uh, it, I I just don't know, but luckily uh, for CJ, um, Justin Fields has figured it out in the NFL, so he you can now draft yeah you're now um, allowed to draft CJ Stroud even yeah. yeah I I haven't I've been whelmed by CJ Stroud this year now he can change all of that if I it's been hard to be um, Wait, overwhelming with given the schedule yeah um, well like again like what what is overwhelming with him like again like that seventy point performance against. Uh, whoever it was early in the year, I want to say it was, was it Toledo? Toledo. Yeah. They put up 77. Like, I mean, he was, there's moments where like, and then there's like the Michigan state game, which again, like Michigan state should probably build him a a statue. Like that man just completely owned them for two years. Like in a way that very, like very few times has ever been done in the sport. Um, but yeah, like like you said, like the bar was so high. I wouldn't say he's like underperformed in any. Stretch, no, like, I still think he's probably bit like it, he. You know, maybe it's Drake. May, it's probably him or Drake May for best quarterback in the country. Um, yeah, I would say you could I would throw say Bryce Drake, in there. Bryce has been really good this year. In a Bryce has been really good. His, I mean, the issue with Bryce thing is like the team hasn't been great, and also like win two Heismans is like they basically made it impossible at this yeah. point um yeah I mean 34 touchdowns uh four interceptions first in the nation QBR 27,050 yards or 2,750 yards um you know and again like maybe he gets more chances if he plays the fourth quarter in some of these games and like can get the counting stats that I think Drake may has Drake May's case really relies on the Clemson game. I think did they like, get blown up by Notre Dame? Like, <laughs> yeah, they 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 did not play well against Notre Dame. And again, like it's all just like sort of at this point, like you're um, you're like it's it, it it all doesn't matter until the Ohio State Michigan game because like if yeah, I've said like. CJ Stroud's going to win or lose the Heisman in, in the Michigan game. Like, I, I haven't really, like, it's his to lose. I don't, I haven't really gotten all the bluster. Like, I don't care what Drake May does. He hasn't, he doesn't have enough statistics or like national opportunities. Like, if CJ goes out there and throws like 320 and three touchdowns against Michigan, and Ohio State wins, like, he's going to win the Heisman. Like, it's just not even, like, yeah. I, I, 
We were, I, I will say, we have to editorialize here. We were a little bit wrong about Drake May's performance against Notre Dame. He had five touchdowns and 301 yards. Jeez. So, like, so, probably so not. North Carolina's defense is just it's dog just shit, is what I'm hearing. Yeah. Yeah. They, they gave up 34 this weekend to Wake. Um, and again, like, if they could keep him upright against Clemson, like, they, they've got a chance because Clemson's offense is fucking ass. But yeah, I mean, like you say, like, it's CJ's to win or lose in uh, the game. And like, I don't, I don't, you know, I don't see any reason why he can't go out there and just do his thing uh, unless we are well and truly cursed against that program. <laughs> which, yeah. Which I, I don't think is the this case. This is the final um, season of the podcast. If we are. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I, I'm, I'm less concerned. I'm a lot less concerned than I was. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't really have much else. You got anything you, you want to say? No, I mean, I think we just, we're in the, we're in hell. We're waiting. Um, I yeah. think we'll, we'll probably do, uh, we'll do a, a recap episode definitely to talk. We it will be a recap. It'll be a preview. <laughs> yeah. We're not going to. I was going to say, keep your eyes over for that one. We're going to, we're going to hopefully get uh, some, some, some guests on maybe some yeah. of your, your uh your favorite co-hosts uh to come on and, and yeah really it'll be like our I think our first episode was before the Michigan after the Michigan State game last year yeah. so yeah year, I'll look at the day year anniversary yeah we'll get, you know, yeah that's time. crazy um yeah. but again thanks thanks for joining us and go Bucks yeah go Bucks. Mm-hmm.